What's going on, everybody? It's Ricker. It's Bond. It's the best episode yet. You're going to want to strap in, clean your earwax out, and do it. Definitely brush your teeth, because I can smell that from here. Enjoy the episode, though. Enjoy. everybody they're back i mean come on culture trace dude this (laughs) this uh this cutout of the apparently the or maybe it's just an avalanche single cover i don't know but it's uh it's kind of poorly done on someone's behalf like half of uh quavo i think i still don't know all their names by face quavo take off and two chains. Man, let me tell you, I man. Mean, I, I Quavo <laughs> take off and uh, Offset. Offset. Who's your favorite Migo? I like Offset. Offset's the locks, yeah, or the long locks. They all have locks. The the longer the longest lock. No, they all have very long locks. I don't know. My favorite is Quavo. I think he's the star. Um, man. Oh, it's Triple Three Raw, man. Hey, Triple Three Raw, did you, uh, Triple Three Raw likes takeoff. Hell yeah. Uh, I gotta unmute you on why Twitch. Does he like, why do you like takeoff? Why, why do you like takeoff, take Triple Three Raw? Dude, how did you read your, uh, your uh, Cardano things, Triple Three Raw? Did you like it? That was a couple episodes ago, Triple Three Raw. Ricker and Bond in that free flowing conversation about whatever's appropriate at the time. And right now, it's Triple Three Raw's time to take the stand, you know? It's his time to shine. Uh, I updated my iPhone, underrated best lyricist, takeoff. I still, I really don't know which one's which. Quavo, I can kind of, which one's the tallest one? The tallest one, deepest voice, offset, no? No, that's uh, takeoff. I don't know. Quavo, I think he does like a lot of the hooks. And I think well, he's the highest voice, I would say. The lowest voice. Tallest man, I believe. Take off. I think that is Offset you're talking about. Offset. Nice. Offset's smaller. the one that. Who's kind of like the, the? Okay, not him. That like the third one's kind of low key. That's take off. No, yeah, I like take off. I like them all, but that, I liked that song a lot. It was cool. It was like they had some guitars and trumpets in there, bro, and it was like quiet for a while, and then they brought it in. The video is pretty cool. I'm kind of hoping that it all has that similar theme throughout the album, but you know, I'm just an old head trying to relive the glory days of Migos Culture One, you know? The only thing one of them needs to do is make an album that sounds nothing like Migos. And it would just be game over. They had a lyric that said, You must forget we're the Migos. You know what I'm saying? People did forget they're the Migos, you know? Another well, say that because in your face pursuing solo work or they're doing that because no one gave a ratty patootie about them for a long time until drake was like hey these guys no like recently oh recently well yeah bro they're fucking stale in my opinion <laughs> like, i like that uh, dude, that song fucking... was cool it was different but you know the amigos must have rather the amigos you know they've been popping for what like six years now haven't changed at all. Which I guess it's fine, but you know it's gonna be it's gonna be it's very also not fine at the same time. 
I updated my iPhone 8 into the newest software. And let me tell you, man, they're not holding any, no holds are barred. They're any app that you like. They're like, yo, dude, they're tracking you. You want to cut that out? Like, yo, Twitter, you want to, you want to cut it, dude? Well, just tell just me. Just like, yo, iOS you tell 14. me. Huh? You just now got iOS 14. Yeah. So, the, only, the only reason I did it, because I couldn't get my reader view. Bro, uh, have you ever texted the Apple support center review your iPhone? No. It's crazy. You can text Apple and the support. And I ask him. Like, in iMessage. And they're like, yo, what do you need, bro? And I'm like, oh. Is this Apple? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> dude, this is Apple. What's good? And I'm like, uh, I my reader view is kind of not working. And they're like, oh, I got you, dude. And what? they didn't get wow. me for a while. What's it wasn't, their number? Nine one one. Did you just? I went through Support Center, but uh, like the the UI of like their tech support is different too. It's crazy. It's amazing. Talk yeah. about a moat, bro. Apple fucking gonna Apple. It's gets I was I was pretty you know as a customer pretty satisfied be satisfied. Imagine working on something for years <laughs> and you don't know what it is. <laughs> like imagine you're just all you know is like yeah I'm working on this little thing. And I'm it making just vibrates. It just I'm making, vibrates really I'm making things rapidly. Making sure and I've been things working go on it left, for two and a half years. I don't even know what the fuck it is. I don't even know what it's for. I don't know if it's for what, what device it, this could possibly be for, but my task is to just make this thing that like rattles really quick, a couple milliseconds. And there's a team of like 200 people doing it and we're all busting our brains. And then one day you see the Apple iPhone keynote and they're like, yeah, haptic touch bitches. And you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, that's what that was. That's what <laughs> like, I've been nice, pouring my dude. life's work into. Nice, nice, nice. I liked it. Yeah, that's how. Like, it yeah, is. you you feel that you feel you feel that fourth vibration. That was yeah. me. That was me. Fucking, my wife left me because I wouldn't <laughs> come home from the office yeah, every, for months. But every time she touches her thumb on her phone, and she'll four seconds in, she'll be like, "Oh, that's I get it. Okay, I got it." There's a lot of stories of Apple people that got divorced during the development of the iPhone because <laughs> Steve Jobs wouldn't let them leave work for weeks. And their wives iPhone, thought they dude. were cheating and they just left them. And they couldn't tell their wives what they were working on. Ah, uh, I forget where, but there was one video and I brought up one of it, one of their pillars that they said, because I can't think of another word besides pillar. And uh, no, I think it was a book. I think it's like a, a Napoleon Hill book. And they're like, yo, you gotta come home. And if you're making a lot of money, right? Work and providing for a family. But sometimes your family gets a little... Uh, fatigued with your lack of being around and you gotta be like yeah this is exactly what I'm doing at work and this is how it's getting it done dude so if you don't have that privacy and Steve's like now nah, you can't tell him about that haptic touch then you might get some uh, little chain link uh, broken there yeah it's also like damn you want to be at work because you know you're working on something awesome <laughs> but your wife is like you're fucking bitches aren't you <laughs> that's why that's that was part the part of the uh transparency of exactly what you're doing at work be like yo steve 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 doesn't want me to tell you yeah i wonder who like because first of all like let's be honest nobody actually told their wives because their wives would immediately get on the phone with, to call their sister and say you'll never guess what henry's working on you know i don't think they that gave him that chance little, to know you know a little sexist joke never mind but uh Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'll just tell my wife. Be like, Fuck it. I'm working on a phone. That's bitch, why chill. I, that's, they didn't give the chance for anybody to, to know what they're working on. Oh, yeah. I would guess. I'd be like, honestly, I don't fucking know. I, don't, I, I literally don't know. It's a screen, <laughs> and you can touch it with two fingers, and you can do things at the same time with it. They're doing like a, some kind of malleable <sighs> screen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What the hell it could possibly he's he's having us make fucking little circles, little plastic <laughs> circles. And I don't know what the hell that could fucking be. Uh, pay me well then I got healthcare. I Anyways, how was your was, day? Uh, I read a thing about the Apple iPhone camera and it said something like I don't it like an extraordinary number of people lot. were on it, like thousands working on the iPhone camera. Mm. Like I don't know how many it was. That is some delegation, dude. Well, I have the internet at my disposal. <laughs> Until they take it away. 
<laughs> Until the government shuts it off at 8 o'clock. 20, oh, man. <laughs> 8 p.m. lockdown, no internet. You think productivity would go up a little bit? Bro, riots, no. Riots. <laughs> riots. That's a, this no JD, communication, though. dude. It's time to go down, dude. Let's go. And within seconds, people would take the street. <laughs> Guaranteed. You know you know when you're in a, in a household with more than one person, more than just yourself, and the Wi-Fi goes out, and then all of a sudden you just feel a, a thickness in the air <laughs> and so everybody's bad. like, uh, hold on, is uh, no internet or what? It's like you can go a couple of days without running water, <laughs> without heat, without power. But as soon as you turn off the Wi-Fi. It gets a little weird. You're like, uh, well, I mean, like, need it back on right now. I got to look at my hands. <laughs> you guys want to go to the library and I look up coding, I guess. Holy shit. What are you going to look up coding in a book? What are you going <laughs> to learn to code from a fucking book? I was looking up prehistoric computers the other day. Didn't read anything about it, just a headline and a picture, but apparently someone has some cool mechanisms, some cool systems thousands of years ago. And someone called it a computer. I wonder, wonder what they were people computing. On camera. That's pretty cool. It's a lot of people. It's a pretty okay camera. It's a lot of fucking people. I mean, they got a lot of cash, you know? Probably the best camera. Is it? I think so. I mean, I haven't tried every camera, but... <laughs> most people most people that uh, say, oh, iPhone's the best or, oh, Android's the best have only owned either iPhone or Android. One I have time both, I, had I a, say for certain. I had a for Canon. For most things. I had a Maybe Canon one time. 70% of things, iPhone's better. I was in middle school taking pictures of things. It's pretty cool. What? I had a Canon camera about middle school age. It's going around taking pictures of stuff. Pretty good pictures. Sometimes they were black and white. Sometimes they were in color. And then you went to photography school and got $200,000 in debt. And yeah, but I took a really Trump. good picture of a flower and then blew it up and put it on someone's wall and... You know the the feeling they get every time they come home and get a piece of a piece of serenity for my piece of work. It's a uh, quite fulfilling. I am almost though, yes. I squat Damn. in their home, but I look at their picture. They don't know I'm here. Damn, but, dude, that's what's up. What's going on? What you up to? How's your mental health? It's doing pretty good right now. Nice emphasis on right now. Um, that's all you got, you know, right now. So uh, I've been talking to, remember I told you about those videos I was outsourcing? Yes. This guy was literally been just like, he was providing the content for me. He's literally just been pulling my dick, dude. And so I was like, I laid down the fucking dick. I was like, yo, bro, I'm about to get my money back, fam. Like, stop fucking with me, bro. Mm -hmm. And he's been sending me the content. And yeah. like sometimes he like sends me for a fucking context for listener listeners. I'm outsourcing videos from another country to put on YouTube to make money of food being made. And sometimes he sends me food and I don't know what it's called. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they're like making something. I have no context. So I don't know what to put in the title. So I've, I ask him like, bro, what is this dude? Help me out, homie. He's like, oh, bro, this is a delicacy of my country. This is so-and-so-and-so. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But, yeah. But anyway, so what was interesting was, so I uploaded seven videos like a month ago before he dicked me and decided to take a two-month break. So my consistency was fucked. But what was interesting is over that two months, I was still getting kind of a little bit of views on the channel. Like each day like it wasn't going to zero so i was like okay there's like still potential here um and already 70 percent of my views are from youtube suggesting it to other people which is very good nice. and my click-through rate is something stupid high it's like seven percent which is nice. really good granted i don't have that many videos up right now i only have like 15 up but like so it'll probably go down but like so far like with the little data i have it shows promise. And I put the shit on TikTok 
and it's doing very well. The fucking algorithm figured out, took like a day to figure out, oh, this is who we should target it to. Bam. And now all my followers are only people from that country. Damn near. Mm. And it's doing a okay. But I got to get that traffic to YouTube. Well, where the money is you got to tap into the tiktok creator fund yeah how do i do that i was looking for that it's in settings i think it's like 10k followers and a whole bunch of hours 10k followers okay i think so either that or a hundred a <laughs> hundred thousand it's either 10 or a hundred you know kind of lean a hundred now that i say both out loud it's a lot kind of yeah, it's kind of hard to get people to follow you on TikTok. Yeah, unless you're just like really fucking niche, like just as niche as hell. Like, what, have you ever followed, click a follow button on someone? Uh, I don't, well, all the TikToks I make, I try not to follow anyone. Because like I want the follower account to be zero. But have you ever had just had a personal TikTok account? No. Uh, I've never followed anybody on TikTok. Because it shows you the people that you watch. Sometimes I like like things and I like look at their profile. I don't think I've ever followed someone. Because it just gives you what they want, what you what you watch. Yeah, I'm probably gonna grow this account and then sell it. Nice for I don't know how much. Nice, nice, nice. Just someone who wants to just have a piece of digital real estate. While TikTok's red hot, Instagram's already dying. Seems that way a little bit. I feel. Kind of. I don't even know if I want to bother making Instagram for this. Uh, just got YouTube shorts. Because Instagram is kind of weird. Instagram, it's like, you said what? I said I'm also doing YouTube shorts. No luck with that. Really? Zero zero views. Hmm. But views on not shorts? Yeah. It's interesting. Do shorts even give you money? Yeah, they got a whole new program for it. It's uh, a lot different than the partner program because they select just like cherry picking people they want based on viewers and engagement and give you a piece of money if they like you hmm. there's no like prerequisites they just pick you i think that's what i was reading up on interesting yes 20-ish 17 let's hit a break let's get a break of that How many episodes have those bastards at Universal taken down? Two. Two? Okay, well, if they do anymore, we might have to have to jump ship to another service because that frightens me. Sure. I don't want to lose our literal library of fucking podcasts. Yeah. Literally, what, three years? Yeah. Why though? Wait, why don't yeah. I want to lose all the work we put in for three years? Uh, because it makes me proud to look at my podcast and be like, "Wow, three hundred episodes of this, yeah, crazy!" Okay. And then if it's just gone, I'm like, "Okay, well, what was the point? I got better at podcasting. That's cool, but like, where's my show at? What do I like? Where's the legacy?" I was seeing if your reasoning would be uh, perpetuity in the future or just kind of the accomplishment of it because the value of the past episodes aren't super high. You never know. You never know what we could become. 
But I'm saying uh, a day-to-day, week-to-week podcast isn't the most fun sometimes to listen to 300 episodes ago. I don't know, dude. You never know. Like, uh, here's a good example, kind of. Dan Harmon of Community Rick and Morty fame has a podcast that dates back really, really, really late. And I'm sure Dan Harmon fans that are like really big Dan Harmon fans go back and like listen to him before he was like the Dan Harmon everyone knows today. There are ideas, I suppose, at the time. Get a little time. uh, What's it called? Things you bury and put things in. Time capsule full of stuff. Yeah. It's true, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. Uh, let's see. Any news you want to talk about? Any news? El Chapo's wife is guilty or pleads guilty. For what? Being El Chapo's wife? So helping him build a multi-billion dollar drug empire. Uh, I mean, it's good enterprising, you know? Something good, like, for the resume? <laughs> I mean, I feel like in Mexico... I bet that uh, it could it could uh, get you pretty good position. Be like, yo, this is what I did, and uh, it's pretty pretty amazing. Let's see, let's just put Dude, this in the reader view. Man's life is a movie. Is this a only a video with a bunch of ads? Sick. Oh, here. El Chapo, dude. Remember that song. I am El Chapo God. hasn't fucked since he got locked up. It's probably fucking mad, honeys. El Chapo's wife. Everybody knows El Chapo. He be giving people drugs. Emma Coronel, Ice Budo, wife of El Chapo, pleads guilty to drugs charge. Guilty to a range of charges, including conspiracy to distribute that good good. Exactly how BBC put it. Appearing in court in Washington. Dang, they got you in Washington? You live She's here or 31? no? Damn, Pretty bro. young. Money's the great equalizer, boys. Admitted helping Guzman run the Sinaloa <laughs> drug cartel, drugs cartel, and assisting in his prison escape in 2015. Life in prison and fine up to $10 million or 7.1 million pounds. Guzman, 63, is currently serving a life sentence in Colorado. I didn't know that the U.S. was the people that charged him for drug trafficking and money laundering. Authorities say the Sinaloa cartel was the biggest supplier of drugs to the U.S., dude. Nice. Get some market share, dude. Um, she Damn, you think guilty. any of the kids at U of A that were putting coke up their nose got it straight from the El Chapo factory? Um... There's probably a couple degrees off, probably close, close degree. Probably like brush shoulders with it a little bit. Probably like know? a couple degrees, yeah. The same with degrees line, off. You know? Go to like the same, same warehouse. Sinaloa, go to like and then like Texas and then Tucson. I don't know. You know, it would be <laughs> an interesting like I don't know Pixar film or some shit. Right. Like the life of fucking cocaine, how it goes from fucking <laughs> being made in like Mexico or however the fuck cocaine's made and being shoved up someone's ass and trafficked across the border. Then it ends up in some college girl's nose at a bar. That is funny. And then it like, I don't know, goes into kills her or some shit. There was supposed to be a movie made with Brad Pitt about a city near me who a water polo team was doing swims from the beach to Mexico and uh, muling weed on, like, uh, buoys. So they'd swim to the buoy, grab the weed, and this, and this was in the 1970s, apparently. I don't know if it was true or just kind of a fake story, but supposed to be made. And they were just swimming their, their little water polo hearts out, trying to get that, that good brick weed. What are they waiting for? Let's make it. I got my hat it sounded on. sounded cool as hell, but I don't think Brad wanted to do it, apparently. Just Brad too busy was like, being awesome. 
Brad was like, no. You ever seen no, a Brad Pitt movie? I'd rather movie, work dude? for Quentin. You ever seen a Brad Pitt movie? Yeah. What'd you see? Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, Once Upon yeah, a Time clips in Hollywood. Is that the name of that movie? Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. One? The, like recent one? Yeah. That was Brad Pitt? Yeah, he was in that a little bit. I've seen a clip or two of... Uh... I really didn't like that movie. <laughs> I've never what, been more uh, bored in a film. This is just a musical about being in a musical? I wish it was a musical. So it wasn't a musical? No, nah, it was literally... It was so, what what, dude... What am I thinking of? Like, okay... I'm thinking of... The, I don't know a lot about like the backstory of like the fucking... What the movie was about. Uh-huh. So that didn't help at all. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that just wasn't a good movie in my opinion. I feel like people liked it just because it was Quentin Tarantino and he was doing all these wide ass shots. <laughs> was it cool shots? The shots were cool, but the story was so like <laughs> boring. At least his other films had like a story, you know? Like, it was, it was, like, it was based off a true story. I think, yeah, I think, I don't know. That's like, it's why. like there's an event at the end that was true. <laughs> But then, like the whole movie is like leading up to that event, but I don't know if the like the movie part that story was real. I don't think it was, but the event was real. Let's see. Have you ever seen uh, Crazy Eight, Quentin? Yeah, I like that. I liked it too. No, I'm not thinking of, that's the one in the snow, yeah. Or Hateful Eight, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Django was good. Fucking like Pulp Django. Fiction was good. Pulp's kind of okay. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't remember watching it. I watched it. it. Might have been a long time ago, but you see, Pope like had less of a story. It was like three stories in one, but it was still yeah. Like, it was more entertaining to me. It was pretty fragmented. Yeah, it was cool. Eight four eight was like interesting because like I I kind of just went in knowing nothing at all. I don't think the trailers did it a lot of justice either. They never do. And uh, that was kind of cool. I was like, dang, that's it. That was a whole ass movie, huh? Oh, um, got a little bit of uh, art news. You ever heard of art? You like art? Fuck art. <laughs> a crypto punk, uh, a rare uh, COVID alien of sorts, uh, sold for eleven point seven five million in a art sale from Sotheby's. Crypto punks are a NFT collection from 2017. One of the popular NFT collections. And it was uh, just a little bit of, a little bit of sold for a lot of bit of money. Apparently it's one of the only ones with a mask. Whoa. There it is right there. You're seeing a whole, whole thing right there. Kind of. It's just an image of it. You don't own it, you know. Wow. Overpriced? Not really how the crypto punk market goes. <laughs> they, uh, I, it is, I think, the most, uh, the highest selling one. Um, the single lot was sold in about four minutes, bidding opening at one point five million. So the opening bid was a just under two mil, then one point eight, <laughs> and then to a final sale of eleven point seven five. Including a fifty dollar Ethereum fee, <laughs> including fees. Uh, it's one of only nine alien punks because of their blue skin, dude. Made cryptographically, and uh, one of the one hundred seventy five with a mask. Okay, apparently there's about two hundred with a mask. Ten thousand unique crypto punks in all. Pixelated characters that were randomly generated through algorithms, creating in June 17 by software developers Matt Hall and John Watkinson, and minted on the Ethereum blockchain. I was looking what this uh, these developers made in the past. They kind of just made a few apps, and then they made CryptoPunks. Once there's Larva Labs, and now they're just four. I don't even know if I think they do get a a fraction of CryptoPunk stuff. Uh, That's the beauty of it. They made a breathing app, a T-Mobile sidekick apps, 
a small internal Android project with Google to become the face of Android. Flow Home, a new kind of Android launcher that stylishly organizes systems, notifications, and social network streams in one feed. Boo, which is a face detection on Android. App Chat, Road Trip, GitHub, Data Visual. That's actually pretty cool. And then Autoglyphs, first on-chain generative art on the Ethereum blockchain. And then just a, like, $100 million market of some pixels. Nuts. Here they are. These men love their CryptoPunks. You ever been in a CryptoPunk Discord? It gets a little weird. The art no. space is weird. It's like, this is what we do. It's pretty nuts. And we're going to give it a whole lot of money. And there's really no reason behind it, but it's what it is because so many people will pay. It's a weird time. It's always been art, though, but it's it's a little weirder with, with digital. Is it weirder with digital? Not really. Especially with, like, minting and ownership of digital stuff. Pretty cool. NFTs just be on everything. What do you mean? Like, tickets, passports. Like, characters are just using them as non-fungible things. tangible utilities. Yeah. Driver's licenses. A nice little wallet. plates. And a nice little address. Here's a good one. Like... If you buy a car, someone sends you an NFT and you know how many people have owned the car. Yeah. Like I was thinking of resumes and you employers checking people's work history. And because right now it's like a resume is like you look at it and you kind of just like, you know, I kind of believe this kid has done this stuff. But then if you got a a whole ledger, what? What if some kid does something like fucked up? in like sixth grade and it goes on their permanent nft record and now they're like 28 and yeah you were talking about that huh maybe you just have ones that you like how you only get references from employers that you enjoyed and that enjoyed you maybe you only get certain little uh minted signatures on rather than some old bad employers yeah that's true there's a thing with you know, like the, the the argument of super open ledgers of categories of everything you've done versus some things that you don't want to be public and open for everybody to see. Yeah, I think we're gonna come to a consensus on how to deal with that. Be certain things that need it, some things that don't. Yeah, someone should make an app that like automatically creates a new address every 15 seconds and just sends it from wallet to wallet to wallet to wallet so that it's impossible to trace. And then when you want to pull your money out, it sends it to your real wallet. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like know. I, like I was saying for institutions before, like if you're trading a whole bunch of stuff, like how you do it with legacy, you kind of need to do it in little chunks. And I'm sure that there's some company that has been tasked to make something be like, yo, I'm trying to trade like bills over here. Can you make sure that like I got multiple places that people can look at that aren't exactly traceable to my exact spot? Yeah. Get a little chunk by chunk. Or else you just screw over the market. College degrees will definitely be NFTs. I think there was a college that did it. I was recently reading. I think it might have been MIT. Look it up real quick. Especially doing uh, COVID graduation stuff. Let's see. MIT. NFT graduation. Damn. I bet the dean of that school is like, I love these young people. Why? Now they're using, they're pushing this research forward because I'm old. Perhaps. Look at that cat. Uh, I can't find it, but I'm pretty sure I saw the college using it. Diploma. Um, digital. Oh, 27. This is interesting, though. This is from 2017. 
in MIT, which is not what I wanted to look for, but it's what I found. And if I could just get a reader view on this, my, I also have to play with a little bit of, a little bit of Twitch. Uh, where's my reader view? Hello? Get the man his reader view. <laughs> Excuse me, Patricia. Can you get him his reader view? Can you give me the manager, please? I'm very upset. This doesn't have a reader view, apparently. Apparently news.mit.edu doesn't have a reader view. Too good for a reader view. Whatever. This is 2017. Digital Diploma debuts at MIT using Bitcoin's blockchain technology four years ago. or five years ago, became one of the first universities to issue receipt recipient owned virtual credentials. You just zoom on there. Step one of five, computing local hash. Then you fetch the remote hash. Then you compare local and remote hashes. And then you check the Merkle route. And then you check the receipt. And then you verify. There's your public key. There's your address. You went to MIT. Congratulations. I, I did? <laughs> yeah. So what if you send your degree to someone else? Did they go to MIT? <laughs> you screw it up. Be like, God. I mean, you should they send it back, <laughs> dude. I, bro, I saw someone. Was it on Reddit or something? No, it was on a Discord of Crypto Voxel man. And this person accidentally, I think they accidentally sent the parcel, and they're like, "Yo, man, if anybody bought this, could you give it back to me?" <laughs> And I was like, yeah, oh, man, like, nah. oh, I'm sorry, buddy. You're probably not going to get that parcel. Yeah. It sucks. Hey. It's like, it's kind of like, I mean, you get scammed from doing something emaily. What are some famous scams that people fell for digitally? Digitally? That Ethereum scam. More like in the past. What's an eth what Ethereum scam? Well, that guy stole $60 million of Ethereum. There's been a lot of protocol stealing stuff. That's kind of like hackers. Just making bugs and making them eat their cash because developers didn't make a rock-solid protocol off bat. But I'm thinking of, like, what does a layman's person get scammed upon? It's like credit cards and stuff. What's that guy's name? Quavo. Stock guy that scammed everyone. Bernie Madoff. Scheme, man. What's Bernie his Madoff. What's his goddamn name? Madoff. Not, yeah. <laughs> Said that scammed, twice. He, he scammed people. He did. But I think like digitally, man. I guess that's, that's probably some digital in there, but what are things you go on? Just kind of credit card stuff. You put in a credit card and then you're like, oh, you just bought a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't buy. 20-ish? Almost. I love credit card scams because then you just say, hey, bank, put the money back. And they're like, okay. Yeah, that's what uh, is interesting with DeFi stuff. Like if you, if there's some kind of bug or a scam on DeFi of like a hacker getting into code that isn't super secure yet with a, a young protocol, then you can't do anything. Oh, Unless you have some insurance about it, DeFi this. insurance. Someone was talking about that, but I think a lot of it right now is kind of primitive and you don't get a lot of uh, safety nets. I don't know. I don't work in DeFi a lot. I think Got the to. worst crypto hack hasn't even happened yet. Mount Gox? Like, that was, was a bad, thing. but like only early adopters got fucked. I think there's gonna be one where like a lot of like crypto's mainstream, a lot of people were banking with it, and like something's gonna happen, and like a lot of people are gonna get fucked. Possibly. You know, the, uh, smarter uh, every day. Yeah. Let's take a break. break Let's bar. do it. The question is, who's really leading the march? The if they follow the light, then you could lead in the dark. They lit a match to the fuse. We just needed a spark. You can't sit at the table if you got some greed in your heart. This is 
Now the movie where you could just read for the part wrong. So many times I've been searched in ID by the knocks. I've been on the wrong side of the guru. Force of the cops, you gotta see it from opposition. Cause he was always taught they was out. So just to witness them seven days of the riding. It was days we was hungry. It kind of felt like we was dying. I've been trying to numb the pain just like I rubbed it with light again. Capo coin. How much capo coin you got, John, man? Bunchin. Capo what? Capo coin, dude. Jim joins cryptocurrency. Zero. I do not hold any of that in my wallet. Oh, man, you might want to. You're How are you going to go to a Jim Jones concert? You know, I only hold that shit. <sighs> I mean, that hot horse shit coin. <laughs> HHS? Yeah, everybody load up on a hot horse shit coin so I can <laughs> dump on you. Dump, dump, dump it up. Dump, dump, dump it up. If, the market if, continues to bleed. Bitcoin refuses to go over 40, but below 29. So it looks like we're going to have a 30-ish summer, boys and girls. Maybe. Um, a whole bunch of other countries are like, yo, we also want to make Bitcoin legal. Yeah, didn't India like try to ban crypto literally a month ago? And now they're like, yeah, nah, Bitcoin is the shit. Everybody's probably getting this is this is a the uh, the government example of FOMO. Let me see if I can get some Indian news. Yeah, good thing I bought at the high and sold at the absolute low. Am I right? Psych. I will never sell. I'm not a little bitch. Um, CoinDesk. Why not? CoinDesk, the homies. A little switch over here on Twitch. A boom, a boom. Doge wow. A boom. Can I get a read, read, read review? Coindesk says on June 10th at 8.04 a.m. Pacific Standard Time that the Indian government is poised to loosen tough stance on crypto. The Indian government may say, okay, hold on. Coindesk, I love Coindesk reporting, bro. I can, I can say the headline. I can say the little preview. And I can say the, the first graph without repeating myself. That's just lovely, dude. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? Come on. Give it up. Give it up. On AI. I'm um, um, Car Godbol. I'm um, Car Look at him, dude. That's um, Car. That's the guy right there. Uh, the Indian government may soon strike a more consolatory tone on Bitcoin. Let me just research what that word means. Intent. Intended or likely to placate or pacify. Alright. A pacifying tone on Bitcoin moving away from its initial plan to impose an outright ban on private cryptocurrencies. The government may classify Bitcoin as an asset class and disresources told the New Indian Express adding that the Securities and Exchange Board of India, SEBI, will regulate the cryptocurrency sector. Very interesting. How shall India regulate the cryptocurrency sector? The cryptocurrency regulation bill could be tabled during the monsoon session. What is a monsoon session? Is that like when they have monsoons? I can only imagine. Or is it That's like a, a cell sesh? Or is it like a word for like like a break? Or is it just like, yo, it's raining too hard. We can't come to parliament right now. The crypto might get wet. Uh, could be. I'm actually really interested in a monsoon session. <laughs> uh, what is a monsoon session? A monsoon session is a period during which the house meets to conduct its business. It's called a session. A monsoon session is July to August, September of the parliament meeting. So it's just a cool name of like, yo, dude, this is a. Uh, this is. June. June, where'd my article go? Huh? Give it back to me. Oops. Now I'm at Al Jazeera. Shout out Al Jazeera. Um, new token standard. Notably, Gizarlu. Who's Gizarlu? I kind of skipped a little bit. Gizarlu. This is not the article I'm reading. 
Damn. Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us through this difficult time. Apparently, uh, interesting. everybody that received the vaccine can no longer have children. Uh, it's a bummer. I can't yeah. wait until the vaccine babies are born so we can see what we did to the next generation of kids. Class lawsuit or what? And where the H? Oh, thanks. Uh, nonchalant for a four month streak of subscribing at twitch.tv slash caller John. What's up, my dude? Um, my reader view's gone. That's uncool. In India, is uh, might table the regulation to set next month major cryptocurrencies like Kraken. Bitfinex and KuCoin are already scouting for India's entry in hopes that the market will explode once regulatory uncertainty subsides. Authorities across the globe are taking steps to regulate the fast-expanding market. Earlier today, the Basel Committee on Banking Supervision recommended stricter capital requirements for holding Bitcoin. That's uncool. Basel. That's uh, some Germany stuff. Oh, dude, my boy Omkar, bro. I'm quite just trying to do some affiliate links over here. Some link building. Um, the Basel Committee of Banking Supervision International Banking Standards proposed a risk weight of 1,250% for Bitcoin and Ether and all other cryptocurrency excluding stable coins. A $100 exposure would give rise to risk-weighted assets of $1,250, which when multiplied by the minimum capital requirement of 8%, results in a minimum capital requirement of 100. Mm. Don't know what that means, and I said it on my mouth. So, Basil did. Uh, Bitcoin to the moon, or what? It's kind of already at the moon. It's pretty high. Um, Mr. Nonchalant says, looks like I'm getting into Dogecoin. I want to thank Ricker and Paul the broadcast for the crypto advice. Yes, 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 of course. Make sure to, to buy Dogecoin at the top, the tippy top, and uh, just do what you can from there, you know? Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Don't lie. If anyone out there had taken two pieces of advice for me this year, you'd be a multimillionaire. <laughs> if you had did, bought Doge and I bought Doge and did not sell, you would have made at least... Are you a multimillionaire? Right now it's pretty down. But right Why now it would be like... Did you take your own advice? Well, I, I... No, I fucking sold Doge way ago. It's too late to make significant gains on Doge. But then, so if you had bought Do, uh, Doge, when did I buy it? Like the first day of January, when it was like zero point zero eight or nine cents or some shit. They got put in a thousand, and I got three hundred thousand Doge. So however that might be worth now, I think like sixty grand. But at its height, it was worth three hundred grand. <clears throat> and Sheeb, if you had put in like literally a dollar into Sheeb in April. It'd be worth like several ten thousand dollars by now, probably. I sold very early, but sounds like your exits are gonna pump again. Sounds like you have nice entries, bad exits, dude. Where your diamond hands, you know. This is not financial advice, by the way. Scale out. This is here. Oh, financial advice. Any poly news? Any politics? What's going on? Politics. Dude? Trump is banned from Facebook for two years. That's kind of weird. Why is that? I don't know. The vice president was in Mexico, and there was a bunch of Latin American Bitcoin stuff going on. I feel like under the under the guise of border politics, they're looking into some economic politics. I haven't really looked it up. But that's the only thing I saw in politics that Miss uh, I forget her name. Uh, Vice President of the United States was in Mexico and I was like there's a whole lot of Latin American economics going on at the time you choose to go to Mexico yeah. oh dude um, 
Kamala. This is kind of interesting. Kamala Harris. Uh, well, well, what time are we at right now? 48. Mr. Bezos, a... Is he founder of Amazon? He sure is. Um, a founder of Amazon, apparently going to strap himself to one of his rockets and go to the moon. Do you know he was in a helicopter crash? No. Yeah. Jeff Bezos is going to space for 11 minutes, maybe. Jeff Bezos... Oh, my God. As I heralded Coindesk's journalism writing. Ms. Jackie Waddles. Waddles, not a big fan of your CNN uh, editor that is, is telling you to write like this. I, I would do it differently with CNN. Jeff Bezos can have anything. He could circle the globe in a private jet or sail it forever in a fleet of mega yachts. He could afford, I feel like I'm, I'm reading a, an elementary school book, Miss Jessica. Um, apparently he's going to go into space on his Blue Origin rocket for 11 minutes space ride. And this article is not giving me anything I can read. But Jackie is a journalism major from UCLA. But she works for CNN. <laughs> so they tell you to write like this so someone from 60 will get intrigued. Hey, write like BuzzFeed. <laughs> CNN and BuzzFeed editors are probably both the same amount of cringe. Um, same people. <laughs> just freelancing from CNN, just doing quick little tone changes. People at CNN just hop on Fiverr and look for writers. Blue Origin founder Jeff Bezos and Virgin Galactic founder Richard Branson have been working for the past 20 years to get their company's rockets built and launched. And now both of these folks are preparing to suit up and ride their own spacecraft. Bezos announced on Monday that he'll blast off July 20th. This is being said on June 10th of 2021. Uh, let me do one little thing real quick. Um, <laughs> and he's going on Blue Origin's new Shepard rocket, riding to the limit of the Earth's atmosphere. And Branson is expe expected to fly this summer on the Virgin Galactic VSS Unity rocket plane to the same zone. The rich guy space race between Bezos and Branson. SpaceX's Elon Musk is the odd man out for now. Why? Those, I was reading someone that uh, <laughs> he did a lot of studying of Bezos and like wrote some books about him. And he was commenting on Musk making a, a space company and just like doing it in like uh, a super short amount of years and Bezos was taking his time for a long time with his space company. And then Musk came in and was like, yo dude, we're, we're off of here. And Bezos was like, whoa man, I thought I was, I was trying to like mitigate risk, man. Um, yeah. Blue Origins flight will be its first launch with human passengers. <laughs> I like how Jeff Bezos is like, I'm going to go on the rocket to make sure it's safe. And then Elon Musk literally said, a lot of people are going to die in our rockets, but that's part of the adventure. Yeah. I'm not going to go up though, because living is too much fun. But <laughs> interesting, interesting. You guys have at it. The first human passengers on Mr. Bezos's space company rockets will be Mr. Bezos. Previously, they were only carried a mannequin. Like it's 2006, dude. Come on. Uh, Virgin Galactic, it will only be the second time the rocket has carried people. Laura Forchik, an Atlanta-based space industry consultant, says when you're flying humans, it's always one step more complex than just flying an unscrewed mission. And that's because you have the lives of six people that could die. Uh-oh. She's flown several times with NASA on zero-G research flights. Blue Origin has no reason to fear something will go wrong, but you never know. Space is a risky business. I'm sure there's multitudes of reasons to fear. That's kind of like the point of being pragmatic is knowing the risk of going into space. No reason yeah, to fear, eh? Show here on the ground. Like you can't <laughs> saying there's no reason to. Fear. I guess there's no reason to fear, but there's definitely reason to think that bad things could happen. 
No reason to fear. This man's base is going suborbital edge of space will only last about 10 to 15 minutes. It's like that guy who jumped off the Red Bull thing. Uh, How much do you think is being left to chance here? Chance? In, let's think of the specific situation. They're probably the best engineers, the best best mathematicians in the world. Probably some some top tier ones. And they're saying there's no need to fear. How confident would you be in them with your life? I would be somewhat confident and then also be realizing that full confidence is dumb. Uh, And then, you know, maybe go up there. When you're stepping onto the rocket with the thought, (laughs) oh, yeah, into your mind anytime, I may never see, of course, like life again. Imbecile, if you think that's not true. What if that, like, you just, what if you know it's true, but you just don't think it? You're just like, be like, okay, I'll be right back. Well, I'm, there's know? there's definitely people that would think that, but my mind is kind of programmed to be like, there's obviously a chance that I, I blow up. <laughs> Damn. Damn, Bezos. Good luck, bro. Dude, what if it does blow up? <laughs> that would be legendary. My goodness. What a way to go out. First passing. I mean, He's probably like, if I'm going to die, this is the way to do it. He's like, hey, hey let's like, do it, hey? Die doing what you love. <laughs> Does he love space that much? Yeah. Honestly, I was, re- I was watching an interview with him, and he said, He's going with his brother, bro. <laughs> Amazon was a stepping stone to him to do what he really wanted to do, which was build rockets. That's cool. He's going yeah. up there with his bro. He's like, yeah, dude, you going to do this or what? Yeah, him and his brother are like fucking space nerds. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, the others going up are Blue Origin employees and the winner of an online auction that currently stands at $3.8 million. That's uh, just just a, lender, a little bit under CryptoPunk sales. And the capsule will return to Earth under three parachutes and land in the West Texas desert. Wow. And him and 100% both automated, too, so eh? Bloodline won't die with them. Does Musk's space things are, are usually... Are rockets automated usually or what? What's going on? Musks are. What about NASA? We do automation in NASA? I'm not sure. You know what's interesting about, I don't know if we talked about this, the biggest difference between Bezos and Musk's space initiatives are Elon Musk is very, oh, we need to move everything to Mars. We need to live on Mars. Mars is the place to be because Earth isn't going to be here forever. And Jeff Bezos is like, look, we've literally been on every planet in the solar system with a satellite and they all suck ass like earth is the best one by far so what we should do is just put all of our production and stuff and all our factories and shit onto mars and then transport it here and we live on earth where it's nice and like comfortable so we don't have to live in a fucking vacuum i have not heard of that thought process yeah just if you look up elon musk talk of anything in front of a crowd he always says the same thing like over and over and over well not that the the factories on a different planet besides doing people on a different planet yeah dude you could put like fucking just a bunch of solar panels on there because he was explaining this thing called stasis where we're gonna get like the population's gonna get so big you there's just not gonna be enough energy you would need to cover an entire continent with solar panels we don't have enough room for that but if you cover like just a portion of the fucking planet Mars with solar panels then and find a way to transfer that energy to fucking Earth and like you're chilling. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Interesting. Factories on different planets instead of humans. Put all that fucking bullshit, all that like trash and it's just like robots working up there. They don't need to be comfortable. It still would seem that like so you use up that planet and then you haven't populated Mars so you can't go to another planet. Yeah, but it's also like what planet will we go to in this solar system? They're all way too hot or way too cold. It's the one after Mars. I don't know. It's way colder than <laughs> Mars. Dude, Antarctica is way warmer than Mars, bro. Wouldn't it be easier to figure out how to live there than to live on Mars? Like, no one lives there right now. It's a lot of space down there. It is a lot of space. 
You, still you could have, literally build still, a fucking dome and put a community in there. That could look like, <laughs> it could look like Phoenix. Yeah, you still kind of under Earth's problems of atmosphere stuff. Oh yeah, but it's nothing compared to Mars. Let me look at the temperature of Mars. What's what's going on up there right now? Mars weather. weather. <laughs> I wonder how the rover is doing, man. Oh, it's chilling at negative two hundred and twenty. Nice. Bring a jacket. <laughs> Bring a jacket. Bring some mittens. Gotta layer up, dude. Negative two twenty. Wait, what is Antarctica? Antarctica weather right now. So, so I don't know what Celsius is. Negative ten. Oh, fourteen Fahrenheit. So it's way warmer. Yeah, dude. So we just let's move all of the population on Antarctica, bro. Well, no, I'm not saying move all of it, but like it's a lot of real estate down there. If we ever get in like a space crunch, could mm. consider looking there. A little cold polar bear front property. Yeah, I mean, it's not the first time we moved animals out of their out of their places. No. I think the last rhino just died recently of a certain breed. Damn, that sucks. Rip, dude. You know, I'm sure there's like a breed of lizard somewhere that dies every day that we just don't (laughs) give a fuck about. (laughs) Or a bug or some shit. I imagine, so like, okay, to do this little analogy, you have to say that I'm thinking, so like humans can realize that other animal breeds are going extinct, right? And there can just be a, a little dumb human on a computer being like, oh, dude, rest in peace, Rhino. Yeah. So in that analogy, the uh, for humans to be the, the lower of that spectrum, humans go out of, go out of business on Earth, and then you got another uh, another species somewhere else being like, oh, man, rip humans, bro. They were, they were good while they lasted. It's probably how it is. There's probably something aware of our existence, <laughs> but we're just so insignificant, it's not even worth like looking at. Yeah, yeah. Like a shout out, dust. shout out, dude! Shout out the uh, dimensions and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you like this little message. I'm sure, an, you know. I mean, I don't know what answer's saying, but maybe if we're like the dolphin equivalent or like the ape equivalent, then you know what's up. Shout out, what's going Ants on? F- fucked up, bro. They kick people out of their fucking tribe if they don't work hard. Like, well, I don't know what they're fuck. saying, dude. I can see a smile on an ape, dude. Me and ape are close, bro. Real, dude, there was this close. TikTok monkey that died, and it was like famous on TikTok, and it died. Oh, rip, dude! Like, <laughs> like, like an anesthesia thing, something went wrong. But like, I bet if you have a monkey that's a pet, and you're like close to it, oh it's man, you're hard because it's like almost a human. It's 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 probably like you're more connected to it because it's like just like the best dog ever, you know. You look into those monkey eyes, dude. Oh, weird, like, dude. Oh, there's, weird. There's, there's a soul in there. Talk about uncanny valley. <laughs> and they like, like understand you bro some of them can do sign language and shit <laughs> oh we're so it. close dude little evolved monkeys dude oh, there's someone talking nuts. about how um you know like if a certain sect of humans died right now then how long would it take to rebuild the internet you know how long would it take to, to rebuild infrastructures that require very specific knowledge of expertise like if so, all the smartest people in society died yeah like just like the you know like how long the humans take to evolve back to that spot where does it go from there i don't think it would take very long will we still have like the resources to learn or will we have to like start over like, uh still books and shit the the I, I guess books are still here uh you know you might the internet might go down if there's not an upkeep on it maybe maybe it still has an upkeep but the proliferation of it is gone i'm not sure but there's things like that where like little sex of humans are needed to progress the uh, the rest of us. Oh yeah, definitely. Some some people just like literally do the job of thousands. <laughs> Shout out those people. I am not them. For a lot sure. of people getting a lot of money doing little dirty work as well, doing little poop moving around, little trash moving. It's definitely like, it's definitely apparent and no one's going to fucking lie and say this isn't the case, but like the hardest working people in society make the least amount of money. Like usually, because you know, like what job? Like 
a, a construction worker is not they prayed pretty like, okay. Show me a construction worker that's a millionaire. There's like, a lot of contractors like that eighty get grand some, a year tops. I don't know. I think you might get a, a nice little. Okay, maybe for like lower spectrum of the construction, but if you get a little specialized doing some some contracted work, you can get some good money. Yeah, I know you can get. Yeah, but you're still like working. You, you are know? still working. Like the people, like the person you're working for is making the, the meat doing way less work. That is true. But, you know, you just got to figure out how to get there. Sure. Whoa, whoa, here. Thanks for listening, Rick or Mon. Everybody, do what you need to do in life. Make sure you call your friends and your loved ones. Call me for goddamn mom, you motherfucker. Probably should. Good day. Thanks for listening. See you, yeah. Peter. <laughs>